Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and we are finally back at full strength after Jake held down the fort the past two weeks, and we had a nice little guest host with Big Boy Pants Golf. Thank you for that. Jake, what's up, buddy? Life is good in the hood. I am back from some Memorial Day activities. Let's just say that word, activities. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, life is good. Yeah, it was. It was. It, was uh, it wasn't too nice around my part of the woods. I played golf on Monday, and I had thirty mile per hour wind gust right on the Great South Bay of Long Island. Literally, like the waves are crashing on the beach right next to the fairway. And uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was hard to hear myself think, and I went yeah. into the porta potty to you know relieve myself, and I literally wanted to stay in there for a good ten minutes because I finally had some silence. You know. You know, watching that, you showed me a video of this. And yeah, and it's up guys, on all the 54 Live socials. It's on our TikTok. It's on Instagram. I, I put up a golf quote clip today. And the second part of that clip is the wind and the uh, riptides crashing on the beach. So, if you want to take a look at it, that's where you can find it. And no joke, guys, if you don't see this, you got, I got to tell you, it looked like he was out in Scotland, like he was out in Oklahoma, I was thinking to myself, bro, did you did you catch a plane and not tell me, bro? Like, bro, it's been. I I played seven, eight rounds in New York this year, and every single round has been twenty mile per hour winds or higher. And then I just booked the tee time for Sunday, and I look sixteen mile per hour winds, fifty percent chance of rain. It's like the only time I got good weather was when I went to North Carolina, Pinehurst, which. I get down there and the first day it's raining. So, and we only saw the sun maybe for about two hours of the four rounds we played. So the, the weather gods are really against me this year because I haven't, you know, really had some nice weather for my, you know, 12 rounds I played this year. Well, that happens sometimes. I mean, the weather comes and weather goes. And weather was kind of a big issue this past week at Live Golf in DC. As you guys know, there was, there were some, that first round, perfect, pure, Beautiful, friendly conditions. The ball just cradled and fell in the hole. It was so beautiful that James Pyatt shot seven under. And we were all like, what? What? Who? Huh? You actually had a good round, bro? <laughs> Diggs, were you surprised by that? Yeah, I wasn't. I was surprised too. I, was, I, I remember when I was texting with you on Sunday, you know, when all the leaders were, you know, nobody hit 10 under yet. And I was like, man, I thought... You know, after the first round or two, I thought we'd see, you know, someone at 14, 15 under. And, you know, Varner got there late. Grace got there late, a whole short. But, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, when, when, when weather shows up, when old man weather shows up, uh, life happens. It's the most and- frustrating thing, man. Like literally you hit a shot and it's, and you pure it and the wind just sails it, you know, like. Yeah. You started in the right rough and it ends left OB and it's just like, come on, man. Like like you well, really want these guys to- are playing are playing high spinning balls. Yeah. That that you're exactly right. They put it a little too far high in the air and next thing you know, God sends it into into a whole different stratosphere. Like, you know? You have to like aim forty five degrees right at your target and it's just like it's it's like like it doesn't feel right, you know? Like mm. like am I really aiming here to hit it here? And it's just it's annoying. It is. But and we back saw that to live. Where we saw yeah, that happen with live, where you know, finally we saw Harold Varner the third breakthrough. Congratulations, HV three, you stud nugget. Congrats, I'm really Varner. happy for him. You know, because he's been yeah. he's been one of the big critiques of him is that he's been around, but he hadn't been a winner. You know, kind of like 
kind of in similar strains to Taylor Gooch. And maybe that's why those two have got along so well and why Gooch was like, you know, I want to be hanging out with my boy, man. Yeah. Because ultimately, he's been a guy that has won. I mean, granted, he won the Saudi Inter- Invitational, which was, you know, uh, is a uh, Asian tour event. But it's one of those Asian tour events that always attracts a lot of names from outside of the a- Asian tour, you know. And it was – he won that prior to coming on Live. Hadn't won on PGA Tour, so people were giving him crap for that. Hadn't won on Live yet. People were kind of questioning, like, hey, man, are, are you? what's going on? Yeah. But – he finally broke through, and I'm so proud for him. I'm so happy for him, and I think this is just one of many in the future. I, I could see this guy before he's done hanging up his boots with at least 10 more titles on Live and a few other titles elsewhere. Yeah, and honestly, like when people say you haven't won on Live yet, like what? They had, what, 10 events last year? Right? Or was it eight events last year? Yeah, and seven individual titles, and then they've had six prior to this event. So you yeah, can't so really bash somebody. Exactly. So it's like what? It's not even half of a, or not even a third of what a, a full PGA Tour season would be. So, you know, like you can't really, like you said, you can't bash them. But honestly, like, you know, when I heard that, you know, he's never won on PGA Tour before. And, you know, like, obviously I knew he didn't live on, didn't win on live, but I could have, you know, thought, I thought he won on the PGA Tour at least once, you know, so that was surprising. Well, and he's a personality. Yeah. And sometimes the personality can shine through better than a winner. Uh, if you guys remember years back, Jesper Parnovic, you know, he was a guy who had the upturned hat that was the uh, Swedish comedian uh, who actually introduced Tiger to his first wife. Yep. Uh, he was somebody that I think he won four times as a professional golfer in his career, in his entire career. But everyone knew him and thought of him like a top tier player, whereas players like, oh, well, you know, exactly. There were, there were so many yeah. players way better and more established, like well, Stuart look, Sink, for instance. If you look back at, at some of those old Tiger clips from his major champion wins, like you'll see him playing with Parnovic, and you see Parnovic up in the you know top of the leaderboard. So he showed up in majors. He never won anything, but he was always around the leaderboard. That's why, just like Varner was, you know? So that's why you think that they have more wins than they actually do because Absolutely. you see them in the top 10 a lot. Yeah, and that's true. Varner is, has been somebody who has shown up played well, been around, gotten TV time, had his personality go on display because he had something different about him mm-hmm. that made him sh- stand out and shine. And that's what it takes. And sometimes that will make you a more of a personality or more of a fan favorite or more of somebody you recognize than, say, a winner. Yeah. And even when Liv started, like out of all the comments they asked, all the players, like, can you give a comment on why you're joining Liv? And, you know, you had the BS answers like, oh, you know, it's better for me and better for my career. And Varner was the one that came out and said, you know, I'm, I'm, I want generational wealth for my family. Like it's, it's a business decision. And he just told it how it was. And you got to respect that because he doesn't hold anything back. He's going to shoot straight from the hip and he's going to tell you exactly how it is. Well, and he's one of the players that if you guys remember, Certain people got hardcore bashed on for joining Live Golf. Um, you know, obviously the Ian Poulters, um, who were big in social media, you know, Phil Mickelson, who's becoming sort of an internet troll in his own, in his, in his later years. Um, you have Patrick Reed, who finds ways to piss everybody off, even when he's just doing his thing. Uh, and then you have players like HV3 that even the people who were the most critical of Live Golf, couldn't they do respect anything his decision. but respect his decision. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, he, he came out and he was honest, you know? Yeah, he just said, listen, this is this is stupid money that yeah. I have to take. 
you got people like Cam Smith saying like, oh, I let my agents, you know, figure that out. Or, you know, some players say, oh, it's better for me, you know, because I got to play less and like help me get better for the majors. But Alvarn in the third just came out and said, no, I'm, I'm doing it for the money. And this is that. And you yeah. got to respect that. Well, and even 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 funnier was when he when he started calling out everybody else and saying, if they're saying anything else, they're just lying to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, Which I respect that, you know, yeah. so much. So it his game like- was tight this week, though. I mean, he shot an eight under that first round, which again, pure conditions, everything was lined up perfectly. Um, and we, but it, it was so. I was scared for him. I was confused for him. I was concerned for him because he, you know, he had that first big bump round and then just didn't really do much until the back nine on Sunday. But that's all you need sometimes. Yeah. That's all you need. And I was really, you know, no disrespect to Harold Vaughn of the third. I love him. But I was really rooting for Mito because when I made my picks, I had my top four guys. And then I was just looking and I'm like, uh, there was no reasoning behind it. It's just Mito's name. It's like one of those things. It just popped off the screen. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going with Mito. And he made me look smart this week. Congratulations to you, Diggs. No, um, and obviously my picks just didn't show up very well this week. I knew it was going to be somebody. I knew it was going to be a non-major winner, you know, and, and, and I really was picking. And if you guys look, the guys who were showing up all throughout the leaderboards were guys that were not at the U.S. Sorry, the PGA. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm so used to the U.S. Open being the number, the second major of the year that I'm saying U.S. Open already. But, um, so guys like Heinrich Stenson were showing up. Guys like G-Max showed up pretty high in the first round who played well in the qualifier for the U.S. Open that earlier that week. We saw guys who normally were not finding themselves on the leaderboard, on the leaderboard. And then there was HV3 who had a very poor, like, I mean to say poor. He played, he ended up in the top 25 at the, P, at the PGA. I don't know why, I, I don't know why mentally I thought he, was, he, did, he did bad. I, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Harold Garner. I'm, I'm sorry. He played, he played good. Um, but, I wasn't expecting somebody who had just played the four rounds of the PGA to be able to come back uh, fully rested, fully ready, because we're starting to see fatigue set in for this season. And we yeah. saw a, a lot of fatigue earlier uh, early there, but we're going to talk about Torque, the young the young guns who are all looking good. And you're right. Mito made you look good this week. Yeah, so. he did. And honestly, I, I like don't sleep. I, I know four aces are the team to beat. And they were the team to beat last year. They're the team to beat this year. I, I'm surprised Stinger's there, but they're so consistent. You know, four, 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 three, a ten, which is out of the ordinary one and two. You know, but Torque, man, two wins, a third place finish, a fourth place finish. You know, Torque's. You know that they're they're still what twenty seven points behind Aces, but hey, man, they have another good two weeks, two three weeks like this. That they're going to Spain, London. You get those. You know players playing on courses you know that you know aren't familiar and i don't know i i, I kind of feel i, I like torque that they're a good story they're young kids you know and i'm feeling good about them torque in general is the team that i'm most excited for long term as for as far as a long-term investment for live with the current iteration of the lineup unmolested mm-hmm. if you look at their team you know they have an average age of like 23 and a half 24 probably by now but you get the point they're young kids who are all just super talented. And more importantly, they have a, a really good just vibe together. You can tell that they're getting along. Um, the, they just seem like they're ready to continue their legacy for a long term. Uh, they're making, you know, good wins and good strides. And I think they're, I have a, a feeling that they're going to be the team 
to beat long term for the next few years. The Aces, good team. Good yeah. team that they still have a couple of holes in their lineup. And I think part of that was this past week coming back from the major. Um, you know, Patrick Reed wasn't fully there. Dustin Johnson wasn't fully there, like mentally. Um, and it showed. It showed. Yeah. And honestly, I'm a Yankees fan, so I don't know how it feels, how everybody roots against the Yankees and want to see them lose like they do with the Lakers and the Patriots. But, you know, I'm starting to get, I love Forrest's. I love DJ. I love Reed. But you know what? You want to see, you know, somebody else win. You know, you, you want to see that. And I'm kind of rooting More against. That, you want to have an appropriate rival. And, yeah. And, um, and we thought it's been kind of tough. You know, I, I've looked, I've looked at my, and I kept my legacy sheet about, you know, which team has done the best value to live. There are three teams right now that, that are close as far as to, are close together as far as collective value and comparative to the four aces. Now I know there's conversation on the internet about smash GC and Nike and, and putting a huge valuation on them. That's solely Brooks Kepka. That's not smash GC. That's Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams though that have the most legacy impact and live comparative to the, to the four aces though are still collectively so far behind them. It's not even funny. And that's of course, Stinger, Torque, and then, uh, the range goats because the range goats now have three individual winners this season, which is just huge. Yeah, that is huge. And now, now speaking about teams, um, some big breaking news that you texted me about today. I didn't get to read the whole story. Well, well, so let's let's talk about the uh, the issue with DC. Uh, there was a big issue before we get to that. Yeah, go. Uh, DC. By the way, if you guys didn't know this, I mean, I, I put it on my YouTube channel so just as a conversation point. But DC showcased the injury bug or the lack of depth bug in, in the roster situation. Um, we had. Going into the event already, we have one replacement player playing in uh, and Lori Cantor playing for Sam Horsfield for the Majestics. And um, Lori Cantor playing, has right? played every event this season, by the way, uh, which I'm happy about because he played for the Cleeks and then he played for the Majestics. Mm-hmm. But that's already one replacement player playing, right? Then you go into the event day of the event, uh, week early of the event. Uh, Andy Ogletree gets called up to play for Paul Casey for the Crushers. And then after round one, Jason Kokrak uh, withdrew, and that was he was replaced by ooh, uh, Kieran Vincent, uh, Scott Vincent's younger brother. Mm-hmm. But then we see on Sunday, uh, Thomas Peters goes down, uh, undisclosed mention injury, and Wade Ormsby hops in. But then we also see Matty Wolf uh, withdraw as well, um, listed as an injury. We'll get to that in a second, but no replacement player for that. That would have been, by the way, the second replacement player for Smash GC in that event. So maybe it was one of those where they had a replacement player on hand, but they said, hey, you've already used one for your team this week. I don't know if that was what happened or if it was just, hey, we don't have any replacement players. But regardless, a serious issue showed up right there, Diggs, where we talked about this at the beginning of the year. They were supposed to have a fifth man specific to the team that is on site ready to go four events. Mm-hmm. So that 12 extra happen. guys that are hanging around. Exactly. 12 extra guys hanging around each event. And you say, well, let's, that's 12 guys who aren't playing that week. If you guys don't remember the Asian tour, which is where the only tour that those guys would legally allow, be allowed to play on right now due to, you know, Bosca Shishka other than like the Mexican tour or any other minor tours. But the Asian tour does not have a, a, a week the entire year that conflicts with live golf. Yeah. 
There is zero confliction with Live Golf for the Asian Tour. So these guys would not be playing that week anyway. And all they need to do is play one week to make a shit ton of money. Exactly. You know, you come in 48th, you're still getting a nice paycheck. Well, not only that, but you're getting paid by the team that you're representing just to be there. Like, yes. let's say you get, let's say that you get six thousand dollars, ten thousand. Let's say you get six thousand dollars plus travel and, and, and room and board paid. Is that worth it to you to sit yeah. on the bench and, yeah. and and get that one opportunity to be on television, be on Live Golf? Hell yeah! And it's and last it. place still gets a hundred grand. So, exactly. like I said, all you have to do is have one week where one player doesn't play, and you're making a hundred grand. You know, like you have to win in Asia to make that. Yeah, you do. You have to win an Asian tour event to basically get that. Yeah. And so, guys, when we say that that we need the fifth man, we need the fifth man. That got proved right then and there in D.C. Because, again, Andy Ogletree. Now, Andy Ogletree has played most of his rounds uh, competitively this season with the Crushers. So, I kind of see him as a Crusher anyway. Lori Cantor, he split half and half between the Majestics and Cleeks. So, I mean, uh, and he was, he was a Cleek last year. So, it's kind of like, eh, ugh. But then, like Wade Armsby, Wade Armsby, he should be specific to the the Ripper team. Yeah, he's an Australian. He was the captain of Punch prior to uh, Cam Smith coming over here. So it's just it just feels odd to see him playing for the Range Goats. Kieran Vincent, I know he wants to play alongside his brother Scott, right? He yep. doesn't want to play for he doesn't want to play on on Brooks Koepka's team. I mean, he might, but he doesn't want to do that, especially whenever you know Matty Wolf is doing God knows what. <laughs> I mean, this needs to happen. It needs to get rectified. I'm excited for it. And when I say this, I'm saying this with love for Live Golf. I love Live Golf. I love where it's going. But DC, to me, showcased that the fifth man element needs to happen simply so that way there is a full rotation thought available of, hey, I'm not actually weakening my team. I'm using my reserve player for this week. Yeah. And honestly, if it comes down to it and you don't have a reserve player, then you know what? The three guys that are out there, those scores got to count. You know, like it's not like it's not like all four scores are counting and they're scrambling. Like, so so be it. You know, like someone drops out, they don't get the money that week. So everybody above them, the 47 other guys get a little extra money in their pocket. They're not going to complain. And the team that's down a man, you're down a man. It's like, it's, it's the same thing with like, you know, in baseball, if Aaron judge goes down, you know, like you're not going to replace Aaron judge with another Aaron judge. Like you're going to have to call somebody up from AAA that who's going to be a, a lot lesser talent, you know? So if, but it's still a person, it isn't like you miss an entire roster. I know. No, I, I know. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying like, you could still play with three team with three guys oh, and still absolutely. make your score. It's not like you have to take, you know, and you know, uh, whatever, you know, like a, a zero out there, you know, like you're still playing with three guys, you know, only three scores count. So, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but they, they, they do need to figure it out. And I think you're right that they should have 12 guys around at all times, or at least, you know, like, you know, some of these injuries pop up out of nowhere, but a lot of the injuries are things that are lingering and that people are trying to work through. So, you know, you need to be a little bit smarter than that. But obviously with Matthew Wolf, that was an issue because go with it. Tell us what happened. We don't, we don't even know what's going on with Matthew Wolf. Um, he is listed, by the way, he was listed as injured. There was confirmed by the Twitter account for Smash GC on Sunday He that he withdrew. From the uh, tournament due to injury, not specified, not so cased. But now if you look at the smash GC Twitter page, they still have the ads for co-crack Brooks Kepka, chase Kepka. Matty Wolf does have socials, by the way, it isn't like, you know, Charles L. the third that doesn't have socials. Matty Wolf has socials. 
Matty Wolf is no longer tagged as part of the team on that, on that social tag, which is concerning. Yep. His socials, I don't know if his socials had tags to Smash GC prior to that week or not. They don't have that. Well, there's a few tweets that I, I see when I'm reading the article. Dan Rappaport of Barstool Sports said, Matthew Wolf, sources say Matthew Wolf's no longer a member of Smash, that he's looking for a new live golf team vibes off, and they didn't mesh. He's also injured, but he's open to return in a few weeks. And then No Laying Up Pod said the same thing. They scrubbed his handles from the Twitter and IG. So that's going to be interesting to see, like, what team is going to be like, all right, you know what, you're cut. Matthew Wolf's coming to play with us. Like, but, but not only that, but can they? And yeah. more importantly, what happened? Okay, yeah. like the behavior that's going on right here, we know it's Matty Wolf. Okay, this is a guy who, when he's on, he's a top five player on tour. When he's off, he's an absolute scary, scary situation for himself. Mm-hmm. He's his own worst enemy. You know what is. happened. He was probably, you saw Brooks, you know, living mm-hmm. life after he won the PGA Championship like he should because. Uh, I say it all the time. He's the alpha male of our sport, and I haven't been on since he won. So, congratulations, Brooks. You know, Brooks mm-hmm. was at the Panthers game twice. He was at the Heat game. He didn't have to show up till Thursday. Matthew Wolf right. probably, you know, was complaining like, "Oh, why doesn't he have to be here?" And you know, there was a little vibes, like he said, vibes behind the scene didn't match. There was a little, maybe a little jealousy. Maybe you know, he was maybe Chase Kepka wasn't there as well, and he's like, "Oh, why is your brother getting preferential treatment?" You know. The, Something obviously he had an issue with Brooks, or right. That's the only reason why he's off the team. Because that's if, my guess. If is Brooks must, wanted him on the have, team, there had to have been something behind the scenes in the locker room where he tried to to run the fade. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, I'm not when I say that. When I say that, like, I mean, obviously we don't know if the conversation is openly that he's looking for a new live team. Then he obviously didn't do a full breakdown where he said some things that I keep like, like really bad things or, or, or did some things that are like, like bro, like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not talking about a Deshaun Watson. We're not talking about a Robert Kraft. No. We're not talking about a, a John Morant situation. No, this was, we're talking about a situation like, yeah, we're talking about a situation like Paul Azinger and his caddy where he just probably tried to fight his caddy or whatnot, you know? Yeah. Um, something happened. There was some beef behind the that scenes. That was Paul Azinger, smash. by the way, that did that. Yeah. I'm not saying Matty Wolf fought his caddy. I'm saying Paul Azinger fought his caddy. So we're yeah. talking about something inside the head, clash of heads, clash of ideals. Maybe Matthew Wolf reminds me of a Sigma male, and he probably didn't mesh with you know Brooks's alpha lead. And now we got to figure out where he goes. Is this, yeah. is this the opportunity though that Live Golf does to sack Siwon Kim? I, I don't know. Maybe. What do you think, Diggs? I think they should. You know. You think like this the, is the opportunity that that, that, that they use? Oh to yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's been the, the worst performing golfer on Live this year. So, you know, honestly, Matthew Wolf is 10 times better than Siwon Kim. So if I'm Kevin, I'm making that call right now, you know, and uh, uh, but another point, like if Brooks is, you know, Brooks won a ma- the first major for Live. Like if he wanted Matthew Wolf on the team, Matthew Wolf would be on the team. So obviously th- this is some issue. You know, on Matthew Wolf's side, who knows what it is, but it'll be interesting if any other team, maybe there's drama. Maybe the other teams are like, nah, we're good, you know? Hey, and that could, that could happen. I mean, he's not with Phil Nicholson anymore. Um, I don't know if he meshed well with Nicholson. I would hope he would. I would hope he would. He might be the first player to go back on the PGA Tour. He might go crawling back. But how does he go back? Does, does he let him back? 
Would the PGA? Yeah. Do you think the PGA Tour would let him back? Yeah, like an opportunity to say, "Look, we got. Look who we got." Exactly. Like, what do you think? What do you think? Would, the, would they do that? Exactly. They hundred percent will. Look, live isn't good enough. These players are crawling back to the PGA Tour. Come on, that's a PR. You know, that's a PR home run right there for the PGA Tour with the way their media guys and they get Brandel Chambly on it. They'd be talking oh, all this gosh. shit and Brandle, smack. Brandel, they would douchebag. Chambly. They would tie that up in a bow and they would. You know, tighten those ropes and make it seem to be something that it's not. But they would any opportunity to take a shot at Liv. Yeah, the PGA Tour is letting him walk right back in the door. All right, so here's a real conversation. If he called you. up this week and said, "I want to play Memorial," they'd let him, just so they could say, "Hey, look, we got Matty Wolf back." Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. And and the thing is, I don't think he was injured at all. I don't think he is injured at all. I think that he, I think that something really bad. Happened behind closed doors. Yeah, that was between a round Some, two and someone, three. Someone came to blows. Something, something, maybe, maybe not physical, but definitely some some things that you can't say to Brooks Kepka or Chase Kepka uh, were said to, to one of those two, or even Coker. Yeah. He doesn't. He's not a guy that takes shit. Look at the size of him. You know, he'd freaking <laughs> body slam Matthew Wolf. Dude, he would he would break Matty Wolf in half. Exactly. That's those <laughs> aren't the guys. Those aren't the guys to fuck with. You know. <laughs> But no, and and so here's my question to you then on this. I, if if I'm, I mean, obviously from a competitive standpoint, if I'm Kevin Na, if I'm Cam Smith, even, dude, I'm I'm like, hey man, Jed Morgan or or Matty Wolf, yeah, I'm taking Matty Wolf, even though Matty Wolf's a head case. So yeah, that's the problem with Matty Wolf. He's he's so talented. He has Tiger Woods level talent, but he has, but he has. Britney Spears' brain. Yeah. And honestly, we, uh, if I'm Matthew Wolf, you know, and, and, you know, I'm getting in my head and we've seen it before he gets in his head. Honestly, I, I, I'm maybe telling Greg that I'm taking my bag and I'm taking the rest of the year off and I'm going to go oh, home. That's, what, um, that's, what it's, that's what's nerve wracking for this situation. He's He is explosive mentally to where that could be a real thing. Yeah. He, he'll get paid, you know, like. I'm sure they'll still pay him or he'll get paid for what he's done already, which I'm sure is a good amount of money. And, you know, then he'll worry in the offseason which team he'll join on or, you know, depending on what sort of contract he signed with them. Well, and I just hope to, I hope he is back with somebody. I mean, because I, I very well, we could very well seen the last of Matthew Wolf this year because honestly, we could have, we, we could have. it's I too, mean, if he, if he if he can't get if he can't get along with Brooks Kepka, you know he's not going over to Bryson's team. Like Bryson no. doesn't, doesn't doesn't want that smoke, and he's not going unless, go unless back Paul to Casey is really really injured. Yeah, but yeah. wouldn't you want Ogletree over Paul Casey at this point? Or sorry, not Paul Casey over Matty Wolf. Ogletree, ah, yeah, Ogletree's Ogletree. playing good. Yeah, I take Ogletree now. Well, plus Ogletree, to my knowledge, I mean, again, he's a he's a he's a backup replacement player. He's not going to walk in there with bad boy vibes. No, honestly, I would say. Like you said, the Ripper and Ironheads, I think those are his only two choices right now. And obviously, Ironheads is the easiest way to explain it. You know, C1 Kim is just not cutting it. He's shooting 10 over than our worst guys on live. You know, Matthew Wolf is going to replace him. But even then, it's his third team in less than a year. Literally, June uh, live golf 2022 started in June. Now you can't fault him and say third team because Taylor Gooch played for three teams too. But uh, that's not really the Has same he? because Who'd yeah, because remember he was actually a captain for Torque for the first event, the uh, very first event. Yeah, but but that's not the same because that's that's a little different. You know, you mm-hmm. can't really until like 
midway through through last season, you can't really count that stuff because like yeah. players were hopping around. Was in flux. Needs. Yeah. So I, I, I'm keep an eye on this guy. This is this is a real story. This is a big time story. Other side of that story now. Other side of that story. You're Smash GC. You're sitting right here. You're you're Matty Wolfless, right? Which mm-hmm. you know they. Of the trades that happened in the offseason of the American teams, which the American teams are the only teams that had like real trades mm-hmm. or roster swaps, we saw Gooch go from the Aces over to the Range Goats. That's a positive for the Range Goats. We saw Matty Wolf leave the High Flyers for the Smash. We saw Peter Uline leave Smash for the Aces. And that was kind of that four way swap, right? Of those four way swaps, I really thought at first that the High Flyers were the losers of that one. Mm hmm. But it really, really looks like it was Smash that lost. Yeah. What do you think? You know what I'm trying to think about, honestly, right now, as you're saying that? I'm thinking, where does Brooks go? And what I'm where thinking is... Go? yeah, or, or like, where does he like, where does he recruit? Is that what you're yeah. saying? What I'm thinking is, if I'm Brooks, I'm looking at the FedEx Cup standings. I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at Gary Woodland. Well, yeah, I'm looking at somebody that's out of the top 70. I'm looking at somebody that's, you know, around 100 in the official World Golf Rankings. Someone that probably won't get into elevated events next year. Someone that will have to do a lot of work the next few months to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs and, you know, get all the perks that come with it. And I'm giving him a call up and I'm saying, hey, here's X amount of millions of dollars. Come join this team. You know, you join with, you know, you know, Kokrick's what he's he's still injured too. So like, we got a chance to. Where are they? They're like what fifth or sixth? Yeah. In the standings, that's what I'm doing. If I'm Brooks, I'm not going. And you know, Brooks is the type of guy. Like he doesn't want like, you know, the guys that are sitting around and you know playing for other teams. Like I I think Brooks is going to make a move. And he wants his own guys. Yeah. He, and he we have want- a month. We have a full month. The next event doesn't start until June 30th. It's well, May, and, and, we're recording and, on May 31st. So there's 30 days for him to get this done. I can see this happening where he's doing conversations and recruiting at the U.S. Open. Yeah. No. Well, actually, I don't know. Does he though? No. Yeah. He's going to go in there. He's going to go in there, not distracted. He's going to exactly. have this resolved before before the U.S. Open starts. Or even you know he'll have his ducks. You know, like he'll make the offer to one or two guys, and then be like, you know. Yeah. Like he's going to figure it out before he goes to the U.S. Open, but it won't be announced until after the U.S. Open. Yeah. Like, you got to look in that, like, 100 range because the people from 70 to 100 are just one week away from getting there. But, you know, someone like, I wouldn't say Billy Horschel because he's been so against it. But Guess who's number 99? Gary, Gary Woodland. Woodland. Yeah, and their boys. Yes, they are. He Maybe played like both. Scott's just so you know, Gary Woodland played both of the majors the first two week, two days at least of both majors this year with, with Brooks Kepka, mm. And they were both equally pissed off at certain players on the course. So I think it's a Gary Woodland season. I think, I think we might see Gary Woodland make the jump. If I'm Brooks Kepka, I'm making that happen. Right. Yeah. Cause honestly, I'm looking at, there's no other names that really, you know, stick out. I was thinking maybe Scott Stallings, but I don't know. You also have, you know, some older vets like Charlie Hoffman or Ryan Palmer, but, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. So I don't I, see, I don't see Brooks going with an old, with a, with a notably older yeah. dude. I mean, I say that you know Gary's a few years older than him, but it's not the same as like picking up a forty-five year old or a forty-eight year old. Yep. Yeah, I think Woodland would be the best bet, and I, I think he he get you know, and think about that like a mid-season signing, mm-hmm. Woodland coming over to live that would be big, 
big news. Just a little bit of extra juice, you know? Yep. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. And honestly, is there anything else you want to touch on this? or? No, I mean, that's pretty much it with the the situation revolving around Smash Juicy. This is very tumultuous. This is very interesting. The more that we're seeing things said, play out, yada, yada, there's too many coincidences here. Matty Wolf is not actually injured. He's just withdrew because you know, some it also stuff could happened be behind maybe the scenes he, we can't talk about. Maybe he he thinks he's injured and Brooks was like, come on, man, don't be a pussy, play through it. And, you know, like that might have been, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Matthew Wolf got mad at that and he walked away. You know, there's, you know, like that could be it. That could be the case. You know, like, um, oh, I, I strained this or I strained that. And, you know, Brooks was like, you know, like, you know, it's just one, you know, 18 holes. You can't play through it. And then he got mad or something, you know, who knows? I don't want to give Matty Wolf that that of a rep so i'm not gonna think yeah i'm not gonna think that well we, we did I, just talk shit about him for the past 22 minutes no, but we're not we're not talking shit about him we're talking know, the truth I'm, I'm it's, it's, it's not it's not in hate by the way it's in love we respect yeah. his game we love his game but we've all seen it we've all seen this guy snap putters uh during during a professional round yep uh we've seen this guy um take himself mentally out of a game and pull a pat perez and say some bad self-talk and have you know, a, a five over four hole stretch. Yeah. He's, I just, I just love golfer. Brooks. I just love Brooks. So it's like, you know, you don't fuck with my, don't fuck with my man. <laughs> you know, don't, don't bash with my homie. You yeah. Know? But yeah, what I was going to say is speaking about Brooks, there was some big news that Rory dropped at the Memorial when they were talking about the Ryder cup. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about this. I don't know. Last time I was on episode nine, maybe, or episode eight, I said, I think Brooks is, I said, you know, if you go back and listen, if Brooks wins a major this year, this is before he won the PGA, after he came in second at Augusta, I said if Brooks gets another top five or if he wins a major, he's going to be right there in the top five of the Ryder Cup point standings for the Team USA. And I think they have to take him. And Rory said, he said, I, I think Team USA should take Brooks. He's, you know, one of the top three players in the world right now. He's second in points and only played two events. So... And honestly, like, Brooks is the type of guy that I think they might make an exception for, you know? Like, I, I find it very hard to believe that the Ryder Cup will go off in September without Brooks on the roster. It would be a sham if it wasn't. Yeah. The the whole entire event would be a sham. Now, thankfully, the PGA of America runs the U.S. team, whereas the DP World Tour is actually in control of the European team. Yeah. There's no, and honestly, nobody in Europe is playing good enough that, you know, like, I don't think anybody is like, I was looking you at mean it. None of the European live players. Yes. That's what I mean. Like none of the guys that could play on, even though when you look at spot nine to 12 on the European team, I would say 75% to 80% of our listeners would be like who, you know, but right. Still, you know, like, you have the aging vets, you know, Poulter, Sergio. The only guy that I would say would be worth a shot at the team would be Thomas Peters, and he just got hurt, you know? And that's really where it's at. Uh, Sergio Garcia, if he has a good, you know, showing at the U.S. Open, maybe we can have that conversation revisited. Yeah, but, but real talk, you're right. None of the Europeans on, on live are really in a spot right now where you can have that conversation. For and honestly, them. there's not that many U.S. guys other than there's a handful, you know, DJ, what Fauna just did, what Gooch did. But, you know, but will Bryson. they keep that Bryson? Yeah, but will they keep that going to September? You know, but like, good point, you know, and they've never been on the team before, so they don't have 
you know, DJ has, but Bryson and HV3 haven't. Um, right. uh, I'm sorry, Bro- uh, Gooch and HV3 haven't. Bryson has. Um, so they don't really have, you know, the Ryder Cup experience. Whereas Brooks, you know, he's been great in the Ryder Cup. And, you know, he's been on the team since back in 2016. So Not only that, but I mean, out of the U.S. players, do you really want Scheffler taking on Rom or do you want uh, Brooks taking on Rom? Yeah, definitely. And and honestly, like, the, you know, like you have Spieth and JT, they could be the de, de facto, you know, leaders, you know, because I would say Scheffler's still young. He's only had one Ryder Cup underneath his belt. Like, it yeah. would be good to have a veteran like Brooks in, in, in there because other than JT and Spieth, you know, and, and JT's only played in what, two? Mm-hmm. You know, Spieth has played in... I think five at this point, right? Yeah, he's um, putting everything. Yeah, every yeah. everybody else, Shoffley and Cantley, one maybe two. Um, yeah, I believe two. Brooks has played in a bunch. Scheffler only one. Holm has never played in one. Cam Young's never played in one. Sam Burns never played in one. Um, you know, Morikawa played in one. So yeah, and I'm also I- very concerned about Zach Johnson as a leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. I know that sounds lame of me to say it like that. But he has, he has Davis Love the third there as his assistant captain, right? Yeah, but so that's going to be who the captain really is mm-hmm. my, when it comes to clubhouse time. Fun it story. Might not be a, what? When, a fun story. When I was in Pinehurst, we were, um, the Saturday morning, we got paired with a guy that lived down there. And um, he was like a VP of Imagineering for Disney. And he went to college or was college buddies. He's like, yeah, my buddy played on the PGA Tour. We're like, oh, yeah, 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 who? He's like, oh, Davis Love the Third. You ever heard of him? Like, yeah, no, no, no we never heard of him. Like, <laughs> like way to name drop, you know? <laughs> it was Sometimes pretty funny. Got, got the little DL3 left yeah. in the house. He's like, yeah, oh, oh uh, you know, have you ever heard of him? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I think we've heard of him. Just a little bit. You know, yeah. he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. But no, uh, so that's my thing is I think the personality wise, um, someone like DL3 is not really going to sit behind Zach Johnson, I feel like. Yeah. But then and you it also like have. like Couples who's there to have fun and, and be, be friendly and have yeah. a good time and be inspiring. But then you also have the other side of the coin where wasn't Davis Love saying that players should protest the events the majors if the live golfers were able to play or something like that or protest yeah, which he right which he, so it's so weird to see his comments right because his son who carries his namesake dl4 is literally playing on the international series events trying to get on live yeah which is so wacky i'm like what are, are you and your son still speaking strange so you it don't is. know if that's gonna if he's gonna be in zach johnson's ear and zach johnson is you know, consummate professional, you know, PGA tour his whole mm-hmm. career. He, I don't, he's not someone that I would think even if, you know, a rival tour started back in the day when he was winning his majors, I don't think he would be someone to, to jump ship either. So I don't know. There's he's a, lot a very of, diplomatic player. He's one, yeah. he's one of those, he's one of those long-term quiet, not going to make a sound bite yep. players. Just here for business, you know, like I'm, yes. I'm here to do my job and, and, you know, not, make any distractions, not give you a, you know, a sound bite. So I don't know. There's a lot of things that are working against Brooks, but honestly, man, you have to have Brooks on the team at this point. It's just, it, it'd be, it'd be crazy not to. Yeah. You can, you can argue away, uh, considering current form, if it continues throughout September until the Ryder cup, 
You can argue away Bryson, Patrick Reed, DJ. You cannot argue away Brooks Kepka. Yeah, even if I, Brooks Kepka. I don't think Patch I don't even if Patrick Reed wins the next five live events and wins a major, you know, if he would have to get there on points because th- there's only six guys making it in points, six captain's picks. Patrick Reed's not being a captain's pick, you know, just because he was left off last time. He, they, they didn't want him on the team and right. all the shit that he did with suing and how he's been, you know, been talking, you know, about how bad the PGA tour sucks. And so basically you're saying he has to win the next two majors just to make the right. Uh, Patrick Reed has to be in the top six to make the Ryder cup. He's not gotcha. getting a captain's pick, you know? And, and I think the only, and even DeChambeau, he, I feel like he needs to be in the top six. The only two guys that I think will get captain's picks would, if they didn't make it on points, was Brooks, which he's already solid with the points, and DJ. I don't think there's anybody else on the USA side, you know, and that includes Gooch and Harold Vaughn of the third. Not to say that they're not good players. It's just that I, I think it, Brooks and DJ are the only two guys that I can see on live right now that could play in the Ryder Cup. And that's because as we get closer to the end of the year, the uh, the, the the Ryder Cup points still accumulate, by the way, through the FedEx Cup playoffs. So it does become a problem for live players because, the, you know, you do see Brooks high up there. Mm-hmm. But unless, of course, he just goes lights out in both remaining majors, there's not enough points available for him. Sorry, there's too many points left out there for him to be able to qualify on points. Well, he's, he's just on the 9,000 in, in the sixth spot right now is 6,600. Right. Uh, Spieth is in seventh but 6,500. So, I don't, he might hang on to that sixth spot. You know he's going to get some points at the U.S. Open and the, and the, the Open Championship. Knock like, on wood. You know, knock yeah, on knock wood. on wood. But I'm saying, like, you know he's he's going to get a top, at least one more top ten. You know, that's just the type of player he is. When, when it's Majors time, he's around the leaderboard at all times. You know, so – and – like I said, it's, you know, once you get out of those 10 guys that I routed off, Morikawa, Thomas Burns, Spieth, Young, Cantley, Shoffley, Homer, Kepka, Scheffler, and you know, and, and Finau, yeah, there's not too many, you know, like you got Keegan Bradley, who is on the team, who has been on the team a bunch, but, you know, do you really want to take him over Brooks? You know, you're going to take Zalatoris is 12th. He's done. You know, Kitayama, Clark. Kirk, English, maybe Tagala, you know? I mean, we're, we're going to see. I just really hope that we don't see another situation where they reach down deep in the bag and pull out Kevin Kisner over a live player. Yeah. Well, and I love Kevin Kisner. Yeah. I love Kevin Kisner, but you be can't year, argue that, that he, he deserved to be there over DJ. Three, three years too late on that. Kisner was made for like golf national in Paris and they didn't pick him and then they got smoked. Mm-hmm. You know, that now, was an I mean, accuracy it, it didn't matter if they picked Kisner or not. The U.S. No. team was going to destroy the international team at that yeah. President's Cup. And from what I'm hearing, this course is – you can it's it's a bomber's course. Like, it, it it's not as tight as Paris was. So, you know, someone that can hit it far, like, you're not going to have to worry about accuracy. Whereas in Paris, they made the course to suit the Europeans. In Rome, surprisingly, they're not doing that, which is a little strange. Very strange. Yeah. Here's a question. Do we see both uh, Edu- uh, Molinari brothers get picked up by the European tour? And, sorry, by the European team and Guido Migliosi? I don't I don't think any of them are going to make it, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. None of those three are going to make it? No. What, I, what I've seen now is you're going to have 
th- there's eight guys that are pretty much a lock. You got Rom, Rory, Hovland, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Lowry, and Rose. Those eight guys. Oh, shit. That, that, yeah. that is their eight. That is eight. That those, eight. Are the, those, are the, those are the eight. Those yeah. Are- those guys are going to be locked. And then, you know, Victor Perez is high, highly up there in third in the uh, European points list. You got Adrian Moronk. Um, and then you got those Ho- Hogard brothers. Yes. That Hogard people brothers. are talking about. Seamus Power. So, honestly, I don't. And Pablo Ladabal. Yes. Maybe Francisco Molinari could because, you know, it's in Italy. Maybe, you know, he's the 12th man. But I don't think both of them would be. That makes sense. Eduardo isn't one of them uh, uh, assistant captain. I think probably French, probably Francesco. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Eduardo had the, uh, didn't really have the, ever the career to no. validate that kind of that, that kind of status, but mm-hmm. uh, Francesco does. I'm pretty sure that I saw maybe one he, of them. You have to be. It would be it would be wrong to have it hosted in Italy and not have. I, I, Francesco, some, at least for some reason, I think it was Eduardo that was the really. Yeah, well, that could that could be. I'm too. googling I mean, it. Maybe right they're now. maybe they're doing that with the expectation that Francesco makes it as a captain's pick. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they didn't announce. It. I don't know. Maybe someone said that one of them had to be it. I don't know. But it's grace, folks. We don't know everything about golf in this world. It's hard to. Yeah, I was right. Yep. Look at that. Vice captains oh, Thomas oh, Bjorn and Eduardo Molinari. Okay, so at least he's, at least we have yeah. one Italian involved with this team, and so exactly, I knew I said I that think somewhere. they expect they expect Francesco to be able to be on the team as a captain's yeah. pick. Or then. Yeah, that's why they went Eduardo because Eduardo would never be able to play on it, you know. But correct, yeah. So Donald has Bjorn, who's a former captain, and you know, and and Molinari. I knew I saw that. I thought I was going crazy, but got to trust my brain sometimes. At least once in a while. Yeah, you know? exactly. But um, yeah. So, other than that, there's really not much that we want to touch on. We will be back in two weeks, I believe, for a U.S. Open preview show, and then um, yeah, we'll definitely get you one more episode. So we'll have two episodes before the event in Valderrama, one surrounding the U.S. Open and one to get us going. Which a big that's a big break, thirty days, but more than thirty days, but. You know, they want they don't want to schedule an event right after the US Open and they don't wanna, you know, tire the guys out, especially when this starts their, you know, European stretch, right? Right. And and more than that, it's pretty cool that we're gonna be able to see an opportunity for kind of a reset, a refresh. This is yeah. midway through the live golf season. Obviously the aces are still in first place. We have Torque sneaking up, we have Sneaker sneaking up. This is gonna be a nice stretch down the end. I think so. Um, we're seeing the leaderboard for the individual getting really, really tight. As we see, you know, it's just a lot of the guys that are just making, they're creeping, they're creeping in there. They're making moves, making grooves, still plenty of season left, but yeah. some guys, we're talking about the relegation situation. It's going to be scary. And um, I can't yeah, wait we'll for be that. back next week with a U.S. Open preview. And then, of course, after with a post U.S. Open conversation. And then we'll see you in Valderrama. It's going to be, it's going to be a good season, I think. Once, once we get back to the U.S., Greenbrier, Bedminster, Chicago, Miami, like that's when things are really, going to start heating up the last four events in the u.s uh before the final in Jeddah. so we're going to see at that point pat perez tell P- peter uline you better make sure you're hitting five under or we're having a conversation <laughs> yeah and it is tight too you got gooch at 96 grace at 86 kepka at 85 and then cam smith at 83 so gooch isn't it awesome to see uline and and grace still in the conversation yeah a year later yeah. That's longevity. 
Yeah, that is. There's a lot of, you know, there's, there's seven guys, 74 above. And there's eight. So, yeah, it's going to be a tight race and it'll be very interesting. And, you know, U.S. Open right around the corner. One, of, I, I would say it's probably, I, I think it's fair to say it's my favorite major, the U.S. Open. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? It's going to be the, uh, it's my favorite major of the year because it's the, it's the one that's designed regardless of whether to be the meanest. I like, like to see the, the players struggle. I do. I love I struggle. struggle bus. I struggle, and, so I like to see them struggle. Like, I don't and, like to see. And, and, and the, US, the British Open, you know, the, the, the Open Championship, the British Open, it can be a struggle bus, but it's only if God yeah. shows up. Exactly. It's only if weather shows up. Yeah. But the U.S. Open is designed regardless of whether to be the meanest test of exactly. golf. Exactly. I love that. I, I, love I, lo- I love a U.S. Open when, you know, one under wins, even Paul wins. Those are the best. Absolutely. And also, it's in L.A., so we're going to get U.S. Open in prime time here on the East Coast, which is even better. Last time that happened, when it was on the West Coast in California, you remember who won? No, we I just don't. talked about him. Was it Michael Jackson? No. Gary Woodland. Gary Wood, oh, Pebble dang. Beach, oh dang, yeah, I forget. I, I, I sometimes I forget the actual location of the events, but yeah, yeah, we. Uh, I'm really excited. Like I said, keep your eyes open for conversation points on Smash GC, guys. We are circling that one with like a buzzard. We're watching this one like crazy. If you see Brooks Kepka give someone a high five behind the back at the U.S. Open, that's not only of golf. Like that's we need man. to know. If you, we if need you to see, know. If you is well, obviously Woodland's examples. If you see him paired with Woodland in the first round again, like he was at the Masters, we might have know? some real conversation going on. I'm gonna be watching that group. That if, if they do that and it's a featured group, yeah, keep your eyes open on that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, there you have it. Again, make sure to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow us on Twitter at 54LivePod. Check out our old episodes, rate, subscribe, review. And uh, yeah, that does it for 54Live, and we'll be back at you in two weeks. Later, Jake. Peace out.